Hello, fellow worshipers, and welcome to another episode of the Worshippers Heart Podcast. I am elated and excited that you decided to be a part of this podcast journey with us. To our first-time listeners, thank you so much for taking time to listen to the Worshippers Heart Podcast. And to our long-time listeners, I am excited that you are back again for another episode. I am excited that you decided to spend this time listening. I'm decided that you decide to open up your heart to be a part of the worship journey and explore more about God, who he is to us, for us, and why we worship him. So I encourage you, as I always do, to sit back and relax and enjoy this journey. Thank you again for being a part. Invite a friend, invite a family member, invite someone else and spread the love of God to others and for others as we reflect who Christ is to and for us. fellow worshipers and welcome to another episode of the worshipers heart podcast i am excited that you decide to spend this thanksgiving holiday listening and being a part of this podcast so because it is thanksgiving 2020 i want us to talk about thanksgiving and i want us to remember according to exodus 23:16 to celebrate the feast of harvest with the first fruit of the crops you sow in the field. Thanksgiving celebrations were an important part of the people's worship before God. 
And when Israel was preparing for new life in the promised land, God gave them instruction. So throughout history, worshiping communities have set aside certain times and days, events of special thanksgiving to God. And that's what we want to remember. We want to remember even in the season that you may be in to give thanks to God. There is something that you have to be thankful for. If it's no more than listening to this podcast, you can hear my voice and be encouraged to give thanksgiving to God. We may not have everything that we desire, but we have come further than what we used to be. So for that, we should give thanks unto God. If you have been in this pandemic as I have been since March and have not had an episode or encounter or a small piece of the COVID-19 and people have been exposed to it around you, you have something to give thanks to God for. So every day has to be a day of thanksgiving for us as believers. Churches should be encouraged. God's people should be encouraged to schedule thankful worship every time we're together, whether it's in a corporate worship gathering or if it's two or three, there is something that we have to be thankful for. So in this episode of the Worshippers Heart podcast, we're going to pray. I believe prayer is a valuable part of who we are and what we do as believers. So I want to do it a little different on this Thanksgiving day. And I want to pray for every aspect of the corporate worship gathering for the worship leader, for the worship team members, and for the congregation. And I want us to look at issues that we identify, that we make important to us, that we categorize ourselves in, that we see ourselves and compare ourselves to. And then I want to pray for those issues. So we're going to start with the worship leader. And there are areas as worship leaders that we have. There are issues that we have. There are shortcomings that we have. And because of those shortcomings, our worship to God suffers. Some of those issues are fear and anxiety, feeling inadequate, comparison to others, our lack of preparation, diligent study of the word, and our value. What am I worth? What is my worth? So I want us to look at some of those issues in this episode, and we're going to pray for them. Not just pray for them, but we're also going to use the word of God to help us pray. So let's look at fear and anxiety. Fear and and anxiety can consume us, can overtake us. And when we do that, it hinders our worship unto God. It hinders what God wants to do through us, not just for the congregation, but for our team members. When we have fear and anxiety, everything and everyone connected to us is impacted by what we feel and what is going on in our lives. Fear and anxiety is probably one of the bigger ones that we deal with. Also, in comparison to others, that's a big one, too. Um, The lack of preparation, 
being diligent and study the word, that's a self-examination, but it's also an area that we fall short in as believers. We just get up as worship leaders and just say the cliches and the things that we've heard in church growing up forever. Um, one of the big ones, that's a huge pet peeve for mine of mine. And I'll probably get a lot of messages and phone calls and all the other things about this one, but hallelujah is the highest praise is not biblical. I'm going to say it just one more time. Hallelujah is the highest praise is not biblical. The highest praise is what you give unto God, what you give unto God. So when I hear worship leaders say hallelujah is the highest praise, that says to me that you have not studied your word. So some of these things that we say, some of these things that we do goes back to, are we prepared? When we're prepared, fear and anxiety can exist. Fear and faith cannot cohabitate in the same place. Fear is not of God. So if I have fear, where's my faith? So again, I'm just going to tap into a couple of these issues. We're going to pray about each of these issues. We're going to not just pray about them, but we're going to pray the word of God over them. So we're going to start with the worship leaders, fear and anxiety. Isaiah 41.10 tells us, do not fear anything for I am with you. Do not be afraid for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Be assured, I will help you. I will certainly take hold of you with my righteous right hand, a hand of justice, of power, of victory, of salvation. Then Psalms 56.3 says, When I am afraid, I will put my trust and faith in in you, you being God. So let us pray. Father, because you are with us and you are our God, we have no fear and anxiety. We have nothing to fear. We are your assured people and we are your people of strength. We are thankful for you that you hold us with your righteous hand. It is your hand of justice, your hand of power, and your hand of strength that gives us endurance to stand victorious and strong, knowing our faith and trust in you will always see us through to the end. So God, we thank you for giving us everything that we need. Amen. The other area that we've talked about, comparison to others. I had a dialogue with someone a couple weeks ago about comparing to other people. And we're all fearfully and wonderfully made. Why do we feel the desire to compare ourselves to others? I have yet to understand. I think I've surmised it up and gone back to what is your identity? 
when you know who you are, when you know that you are God's child, comparison to others is removed. When you know that God has made you and it is you that he is seeking, comparison to others is removed. So what you bring, your gifts and talents, what God has given you, what God has placed in you, your purpose, your destiny, it is needed for the kingdom. It is needed for building of the kingdom. And when we try to be like someone else, something is missing. Something falls short. So there's no need to compare. Be you. We need you. Everyone plays an important part and an important role. We need you. The scripture tells us in 1 Peter 2, 9, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a consecrated nation, a special people for God's own possession so that you may proclaim the excellence, the wonderful deeds and virtues and perfection of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Then we have Romans 12, 6 through 8 that tells us we have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophecy, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is encouraging, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. So we want to pray about comparing ourselves to others. So let us pray. God, we thank you that you have made each of us different. We thank you, God, that you chose us for a purpose and a plan. We thank you for looking at us and seeing us each unique, fearfully and wonderfully made what makes us special. Knowing that we are your people, we thank you, God, that we operate differently because of your excellence, your wonderful works and perfections. We are no longer people who walk in darkness, but walk in light. Each of us have a function. And if we operate as you have made us and according to the grace that you give us, our gifts will show forth. So God, each gift that you have given us as individuals, we give back to you to honor you to worship you, to adore you, and to lift up your name for the kingdom. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. And then the other area we want to talk about as worship leaders is the lack of preparation, diligence, and the study of the word. As worship leaders, this is something that we have to do. We have to be committed to what it is God has called us to. We can't just get up and say we're leading people. Where are we leading them if we're not leading ourselves? What is it that you're saying to them if you don't know what to say and what God has given you to say for them? Where are you taking them when you don't even know where you're going? So let's look at some word that will encourage us as worship leaders and make us desire and be hungry for the word of God, not just songs, 
not just the platform, not just what we look like, not to see who can sound better, not to see how many EPs and CDs and songs we can lead and sell, but about leading God's people to him. So to eliminate the lack of preparation, to increase our diligence and to get back to studying our word, let's look at what the word tells us. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things which he has called me to do through him who strengthens and empowers me to fulfill his purpose. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. I am ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses me with inner strength and confident peace. Proverbs 16.3, one of my favorite, commit your works to the Lord, submit and trust them to him, and your plans will succeed if you respond to his will and guidance. Proverbs 10.4, poor is he who works with neglect and idle hands, but the hand of the diligent makes him rich. And Colossians 3.23 tells us whatever you do, whatever your task may be, work from the soul, that is, put in your very best effort as something done for the Lord and not for men. So let us pray. Father, because of your strength that dwells in me and the empowerment that you have given to me, I am ready for anything. I can do anything. I'm thankful and I acknowledge you give me strength, that you empower me, and my confidence in you enables me to continue and press on. I will be diligent in my study and devotion for you. I recognize in doing this, it makes me rich. I recognize in doing this that I commit my works to you. I will work with everything I have and give my best to you so that you always get the glory from my life and the things that I say. My best is to and for you and not to please or desire anything from man. I'm thankful and I appreciate that in doing it, it pleases you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. So let's look at some scriptures really quick for the same categories or some various categories for our team members, because we have to know how to encourage our team members, what it is we need to say to them. And one of the things that I think a lot of people struggle with in team members and team activities is trust issues. That was a big one for me, Um, particularly being in school undergrad, you know, having to do team activities, team homework, team projects, and thinking people weren't going to do their part. But when I learned to trust God more than I trust the man that I see, what I needed was provided. So let's look at trust issues. Jeremiah 17, 7 says, but blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confident trust is in him. And then Psalms 28, 25 and 26 tells us an arrogant and greedy man stares up strife, but he who trusts in the Lord will be blessed and prosper. He who trusts confidently in his own heart is a dull, thick headed fool, 
but he who walks in skillful and godly wisdom will be rescued. So let us pray. Dear God, we thank you. We thank you for giving us the confidence that we need. We thank you, God, that we trust you in all things. Let us not be people who stir up strife. Let us not be people that are greedy or arrogant. Let us not be thick-headed or dull. Let us not be foolish in our guidance and our directions and what it is that we say to others. But let us walk skillfully in godly wisdom. God, we thank you for blessing us and we will trust you with everything that we have within us. For it is your wisdom that we need. It is your wisdom we desire. It is your wisdom that will change us so that people will see you in and through us. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. So let's look at one for our congregation. Let's look at teaching people. Teaching people. I always say that there are always teachable moments every time that God gives me an opportunity to speak into someone's life. I don't take any of those moments for granted. There is always something that I should be saying or doing that should be a teachable moment for someone else. So let's look at what the word tells us. Philippians 2, 3 and 4 says, Do nothing from selfish or empty conceit, but with an attitude of humility, being neither arrogant nor self-righteous, Regard others as more important than yourselves. Do not merely look out of your own personal interests, but also for the interests of others. Then Psalms 103.3 tells us, Do everything without murmuring or questioning the providence of God, so that you may prove yourselves to be who... So that you may prove yourselves to be blameless... And guiltless, innocent, and uncontaminated children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and perverted generation among whom you have seen as bright lights, beacons shining out clearly in the world of darkness, holding out and offering to everyone the word of life. So that in the day of Christ, I will have a reason to rejoice greatly because I did not run in vain, nor labor without result. Philippians 2, 14, 16. So let us pray. Father, we take this time to regard others more than we do ourselves. We do this being humble and not with selfish intentions, reasons, or motives. Let us look for the best in others without complaining, just as you see us blameless, blemish-free, and innocent children. Let us view others with the same view. Let us have a positive attitude towards your children. It is our prayer that we will be children who are a bright light shining clearly in this world of darkness. We ask you to bless us as we offer your word to everyone we encounter everyone that we see and everyone that we sit among so that we as your people can rejoice and our time will not be in vain. 
it is our prayer that we serve so that our labor will not be without result. So again, there are different areas that we can pray for. The word gives us guidance. The word gives us direction. The word gives us power. And as we continue through this holiday season that we identify as Thanksgiving, let us be mindful that every day is a day to honor God with thanks. Every day is a day to acknowledge the goodness of God. Every day is a day to see the hope that God gives to us. Every day is a day to see the power that continues to dwell in us that God has imparted into us. Every day is a day to use our gifts for the kingdom. Every day is a day to extend grace to someone else as God continues to extend grace to you. So worshipers, I encourage you as you spend this day with families and friends, that you encourage someone else's heart, that you learn to speak life, that you learn to speak with power and the authority that God has given you, that you encourage them, that you empower them, that nothing is done for your selfish gain or selfish reason, but God, that we are bold and that we learn to be bold and we take comfort in knowing that you have given us that power to stand boldly. So fellow worshipers, enjoy the rest of your time with your families. Enjoy the rest of your time with your friends and take some time to be thankful. And remember, all you need is a worshiper's heart. And let us pray. Our Father in heaven, we give thanks for life and the experiences that life brings to us. We thank you for our joys, our sorrows, our trials, our failures, and our victorious moments. Above all, we thank you for the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. We thank you, God, that we find fulfillment in him. We pray for our country. We pray for its beauty and its riches and its leadership. We thank you, God, for your people, the variety of languages that we speak, the variety of people that we interact with, and the different cultures and similarities that we all have and treasure. We thank you, God, that you enable us to use things for the good of the human race to bring glory to you. We recognize, God, that our praise could never match the wondrous measure of your mercy. Our lips can never praise the depth of gratitude that our hearts fill and the providence that you continue to provide for us. And God, we thank you that you have led us through each decision of our lives. Your goodness and your mercy have followed us all our days. We thank you, God, that by green pastures we have been led. We thank you, God, that in the dark valley we have never walked alone. We even thank you, God, that our comfort has been in your rod and staff. We thank you that you made us to be dependent, but we recognize that none of us can live without you. And most of all, God, we thank you that we have and we are always dependent on you, knowing that you know each and every one of us one by one. You know each of our needs and you continue to supply all that we require and more. So, Lord, hear us. Hear our hearts. Give us the glory that belongs to you, God, that we will continue to lift you up that our hearts will see goodness and that our hands will pour out abundance. 
We praise you, God. We thank you, God, for seed time and harvest. We bless your name for the beauty of the fall. And we thank you, God, that you continue to accept our thanksgiving and our praise in every cycle of life. So, Lord, we thank you that you take care of all of our needs and love us more than we can ever imagine. You have given us everything and you have always been with us, never leaving us. We thank you for guiding us as we worship you, as we speak about you and, and to others that they will be encouraged. So, Lord, we thank you that your grace and peace be in abundance through the knowledge of our Lord our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. And fellow worshipers, the song that you've heard in this episode of the Worshippers Heart podcast is my single release, You're There. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please go and download the full version or the radio edited version on all the digital platforms and enjoy the complete version of You're There by Carol Davis. Oh, and there's one more thing. I'd like to take this time to thank my sponsors, Abigail Adoye, Athena Shack, Dr. and Mrs. John and Martha Johnson, Jacqueline Harris, Chantel Hess Taylor, and the Worshipper Heart team member, Tiana Davis. Thank you all so much for everything that you have done to invest into this ministry, into this podcast. We cannot do it without you. So if you are interested in being a valuable part of this podcast, support today. Look at us on Facebook at Worshippers Heart. Send us an email at worshippersheart67 at aol.com. And we can give you more information about how you can be a sponsor for this podcast and for this ministry. At the end of the day, all you need is a worshipper's heart. <music>